0: Hello, my name is Flick Beckett and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast proudly sponsored by KIA, the champion of independent cinema nationwide. I was very excited to speak with today's guest, Christine Thorpe, about preparing for her role as Signia, one half of a very toxic relationship in Sick of Myself, which has been described as a punk body horror comedy. Vad sa du
1: då? L I D E X O L. Dextol var det.
0: Jag er har fortsatt titt på provresultaten mina och ja, det det är lite chockerande det där. Er
1: Jag kan inte se det. Vad sjävligt inte hud oss.
0: Welcome to the Picturehouse podcast. Christine Cuiatt Thorpe. Is that right? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Ja. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you're the star of the highly acclaimed, fantastically dark and funny sick of myself. I love what Michael Surra said about the film. I don't know if you saw his quote, but he laughed a lot and then afterwards was reflective and standoffish for a short while, which I just thought was brilliant. Have you had many people confessing to seeing themselves in Sinya, is it Sinya? Is
1: that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Mostly when I read uh, reviews on Letterboxd, people say that's so me, and I can totally see myself in her. But I've never had people coming up to me and tell me and be like being completely honest with me and telling me to my face. But I, I guess, I mean, a lot of people, I think maybe most people, can see like bits of themselves in her. I mean, it's very human. I mean, her it's very extreme, but her actions and way of thinking is very, I, I think it's very normal in our society to some, like as a very small extent of what she's doing, but yeah. I think what's really interesting about this film is that it brings up so many mixed emotions like you leave the cinema and feel really depressed, but at the same time you feel entertained and then you are you hate her, but you kind of feel sorry for her and then maybe love her a bit, but it's such like, I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's, um I had so many people coming up to me saying that they feel so exhausted after watching it because it's like, you don't know where to put it in your mind, and you don't know what you think of it because it's disgusting. But at the same time, it's really beautiful. Okay. <laughs> it's like everything at everything all at once. And yeah, I think that's really interesting. And also to like, as an audience, after watching it, dig into why you feel that way. Why do you hate her? And why do you feel sad? Or why do you think it was funny? Because I think there's a lot of um, I don't know, maybe, yeah, that you probably can learn a lot about yourself and and other people by watching Absolutely.
0: I I came out so conflicted, having thoroughly enjoyed the film, of course, but also just thinking, I felt really quite exposed. (laughs) I just thought, it's, you know, the film has said the unsayable, you know, which is really, really interesting. So Mm. I love it when a film shows me who I am and connects me to humanity in a way that you thought, oh, I thought that was secret. I thought no one could see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I read the script, I was, I thought it was hilarious, but I also thought it was really dark. And then I started feeling so ashamed. Yes. I was, I was like, oh my God. I started going through all the times I've been exaggerating stories and Been lying about being more sick than I was to get attention or to get like the extra hug or feel extra love and it was like (laughs) ah and you just see it in our society and it's become like this very normal thing in our society too. So we're I think we've turned blind to a lot of it and and maybe this film can sort of I don't know it was for me at least a bit of a eye opener for.
0: Absolutely. So that's interesting that you knew her straight away, you know, you could feel her immediately.
1: Because that was a really, I mean, this is probably the, yeah, it was a really hard uh, challenge to figure out her mind because she doesn't really know herself, I think. She doesn't really know what's true and what's not true and as an actor to portray a character that really lives in kind of a fantasy world and is so used to being manipulative towards herself, but also towards everyone else. She plays a character or she plays several characters in her own life. And I I felt that that was really hard to try to uh, understand how that sort of, uh, how that her, her how her mind worked and i remember being on set and being completely sure that she was true and that she was not lying um I, with her like say, saying my lines or, or doing just gestures but when i watched the film i was like she's definitely lying she's such a liar and i don't believe a word she's saying and It's like, yeah, I'm still confused in some scenes. Like, I don't know what is, does she really believe this? Is she really sad? Or is she just faking it to get more attention or, yeah. Yeah, because I
0: I was wondering like how you even had the conversation with the director about how you're going to do this scene, because like, it's, it's, it's almost the unsayable. Like you say, if you don't, if someone doesn't know who they are and they live completely in reaction to life, like I've been attacked, or this woman's been attacked by the dog, like the opening thing. How, rather than just thinking I've, I've been involved in this thing, she she has to think how do I how do I use this to become a more um, socially important person. That's the first thing that comes into my mind, and it's like, how
1: do you even start discussing that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was. It took it took a lot of time, and I I use a lot of um, I make a lot of false memories when I work with characters, and I do a lot of improvisation by myself. I I have this. I I, I haven't gone to theater school or anything, so I sort of develop uh, different techniques for myself that works for me, but. I do a lot of video diaries and while improvisation or yeah, I just turn on the camera and I just go into character without knowing them. And and then I just tell about my life or different random stuff in character and see how they move and how they eat or drink or whatever. I did a lot of that for Signa because it was so hard to try to understand her and also try to understand the relationship with her boyfriend, which is extremely toxic and uh which I thought was yeah, I remember reading the script the first time and I was like, it's I, I really don't believe it. I have to find a way where I can believe that these two are still together. And that also took a lot of time to understand their dynamic and how they sort of stay together because there's this game they're playing and they're sort of addicted to this game and um, and they really see each other or they see themselves in each other because uh, they're quite similar they're- yes because they, they you, as their characters they
0: wouldn't necessarily know why they're together either but as the viewer you can understand what it is that they get from each other yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Like- my favourite scene is when they're on the bus and she's all covered in bandages.
1: Hmm. And
0: the woman is observing their relationship. So that makes Thomas respond to her knowing that he needs to show her that he's very in love with his girlfriend hmm. and this is all performance. And I just thought it's genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So tell me about working with, is it eric yes, Eric Yes he said so he's the boyfriend Thomas so did you have fun together or was it
1: really really hard no it was really it was really fun and luckily uh, we were we became really good friends and um, we could sort of laugh when we when they said uh, thank you or yeah when we ended the scenes because I mean, it's so dark, everything, and you have to sort of ah, keep the mood up to not fall into that, or get crazy, I guess, uh, doing a film like that. Um, Yeah, it was his first time. He's um, an artist in real life, um, and it was his first um, acting job. He's done a little bit of performance and video art where he was playing, but... But I mean, he's just great in that role, and it's uh, he's so hilarious, and um, yeah, yeah it, it was really just best fit ever. And Definitely. he also, you know, he knew that world, and I, I didn't have any the art world and the really the cultural like uh, upper class uh, society in, in Norway, and. Uh, He was sort of my ticket into that for research and and everything. So that was really, really good.
0: Because, yeah, he really understood, didn't he, that, that sort of fake humility that's needed to be that kind of artist, which I thought was very, very well portrayed, you know? Yeah. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. And so let's talk about the body horror element of it, because obviously, and again, it's just so genius how it takes the fantasy that we've all had about you know, you'll be sorry when I'm sick or you know, if I could if I could be the greatest sick person in the whole world, then I would get the yeah. celebrity I deserve. Yeah, tell me about taking that forward, you know, and, and really experiencing the sickness. I mean yeah. tell me about working with the director on that and 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 involve taking it out of fantasy and into actual reality. It's just genius how it was all all done so beautifully.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's such a huge part of the film, and Isika and Lindo, who did the makeup design, and he's just, I mean, a mad genius. He's so funny and so creative, and just, his mind is just crazy. I think, I mean, the, the prosthetic work is sort of a character in itself in the film. Yeah, I mean, for me, as an actress, I thought it was a like a struggle at times a lot of times because I, I had to stay in the makeup chair for like three and a half till seven hours every time we had to put it on and um, I mean you've seen the film and some of the looks are really extreme and it's really uncomfortable wearing it but even though I've sat there for seven hours and and got really I mean I'm really bad at sitting still and I can't do it for more than half an hour at a time so I was like oh, I need to get out of this chair and I was probably a bit hard to work with but we had really fun times as well and I started playing Tetris to like be able to sit still but yeah but when we were done putting it everything uh, all, all the prosthetic work on and I was looking in the mirror on set I was I completely forgot everything about it and it was it's you know it's so well done that when you look really close it's like you can see the pores you can see the small wrinkles and I totally believed it and and it was also really helpful because the uncomfortableness of it wearing it during summer and sweating underneath it and not being able to open my eyes properly and feeling a bit like choked all the time It was also really helpful to stay in character to feel that sickness and and um, yeah and I also tried once to to wear the prosthetics we we went out eating after shooting and I kept it on just to see how people reacted and yeah I I'm 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 way more shy than singing is, so I had a bit of a struggle doing it. So I had to like same character, same character. You love everyone looking at you. you love it. <laughs> But it was a weird, uh, yeah, experience. I wonder when
0: you were walking down the road and people were responding to you, was yeah. that were they were some of those real people?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, and and also when. There's this scene where I'm on the front of a newspaper and uh, I stand outside the kiosk and, and, and read the newspaper and showing everyone that I'm at the front of the newspaper and uh, and really enjoying it. And then I remember there was an elderly couple elderly walking uh, past me and they were like, oh my God, standing there reading about yourself in the street, how disgusting. And then we were like, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) there was a lot of comments and um, and looks that uh, yeah, it was interesting too.
0: So genius, and someone like Sinia, who is so lost in her world and her fantasy, wouldn't possibly have been able to see that even as criticism. For her, that would have been a success.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Someone's even
0: commenting.
1: Exactly, they saw that it was me, so that's great. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Exactly. it's just it's so good and 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 the prosthetics actually really made me think of like jeff goldblum in the fly
1: mm. have you
0: seen that film yeah oh you haven't yeah. it's so good it's like same kind of thing where you're sort of dragging yourself around with this like as, as the protest as the sickness took more and more hold of her you mm. know like, and and the madness and everything you know, uh, yeah very very well done and also with the um director that like he, he mentioned that he was even giving you or tried to give you electric shocks is that a yeah. true
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh yeah because it's very i mean uh it's very physical as well the character is was a lot of shaking a lot of gagging vomiting um falling uh and we did so many rehearsals on it. So our rehearsal period for this film was absurd. It was me and Christopher uh, hanging out, watching me or yeah, me falling like for a f- full day. I was just falling, like different ways of falling. Like how could it be funny or how could it be more absurd? And, and then several hours of just gagging, like drinking weirdly and trying to vomit and and then the shaking part which I mean, we did a lot of this more slapstick, more physical stuff before the film. And I don't think there's a lot, or I mean, there's still a lot of it in the film, but we did so much for, yeah, whatever. And well, yeah, the shaking, we wanted it to be like, uh, um, so as uncontrolled as possible. And I did a lot. I did something called shake therapy, which you use for PTSD, I think. Um, and I learned my body to like be able to shake naturally uh, or as natural as we could. But we thought it would, could be fun if it was even more crazy or even more like spastic in a way. So he bought this electric dog collar and <laughs> we put it around my legs. And then we tried like going through a scene and then they would suddenly like give me electric shocks and it was just horrible. I mean it was so painful. And I was how can they be like how can people use this on animals? I isn't really that, isn't that interesting that's what people put around their dog's neck. Yeah. And wow. I, I think that if they were to like try it on themselves first. would definitely like stop using it if they're not really fucked up in their heads but i mean it was so painful and i i just got so scared that i just ripped it off every time before they even pressed the button so we decided on not doing that but it was fun to try
0: it (laughs) it sounds it reminds me of like a stanford prison experiment or something you know where you get people to electrocute other people and how far (laughs) they'll go (laughs)
1: yeah christopher enjoyed it Uh, (laughs) i mean i i personally i think me and christopher also we really like to like go to the extreme and see how far we can like push the limits uh so I also I thought it was a great idea at first yeah, I was like, yeah let's do that let's and we bought and we also got like different other different like electra, like uh, stuff you see on the um, tv shop oh yeah, like, yeah yeah stuff you put on your stomach to like get fit yeah stuff like that we tried a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff and yeah, it was uh, it was
0: a really fun process, but also oh, good. it sounds remarkable. I, I I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. But um, so uh, on um, we've got to wrap up soon. But this is obviously a love of cinema podcast. And can you tell me about uh, you know because we want to get people in the cinema, and I cannot recommend people enough to go and see this incredible sort of punk horror comedy. In a cinema. So, what's been your experience of watching it with an audience? Uh, well, you know,
1: I <laughs> I get really nervous every time I watch it with an audience. So, my experience isn't probably the greatest. But uh, but I think like as you, I, I love going to the cinema myself, and I do it a lot. And I think it's so important, and it just gives you a whole new i don't know It give, it's, it's a completely different experience than watching it by yourself at home on the tv or your computer or on your iphone please don't but, oh, the horror. but <laughs> is there something special to watch something and have like this um experience with other people that you don't know or that you didn't know and it's just like i, I can't really describe it, it's just the feeling in the in the cinema and in the theatre. Uh, which... It's electric,
0: isn't it? And I think with a yeah. film like this, where it is showing us a really, really intimate, dark part of our fantasy selves, I just think you could not possibly enjoy it more if you were with a group of people experiencing the same thing as
1: you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I also, especially with this film, because there's a lot of... There's a lot of comedy in it. I mean, it's a a comedy. It's a very dark kind of comedy. But I think at least, yeah, I I think it's much easier to enjoy that and to accept. Because people are often doubting if they're allowed to laugh uh, at a lot of the jokes. So I think if you watch it by yourself, you're like, you don't really... I don't know. I, I think you would get a lot more out of the film if you watch it with other people and then you can laugh together and then you can understand that it's okay to laugh about this because it's really sad but it's also really absurd. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And um so and what are
0: you loving at the cinema at the moment? You know, horror is so good at the moment. Um and when you go to the cinema, you know, what are your favorite things about cinema? Tell tell me about your cinematic visiting life if you have one at the moment.
1: Uh well right now I've been watching a lot of documentaries because it's uh, Copenhagen Docs and I watched this really really good Swedish documentary uh called oh what is the term winter Saga, winter saga winter story maybe yeah um which is sort of um He's said to be the new Swedish, or not the new Swedish, but the new Roy Anderson in cinema. He's a quite young director, Oscar. Can't remember his name that's okay. (laughs) Well that was really good yeah so I've been watching a lot of uh, documentaries really funny good documentaries. Documentary is the thing isn't it documentary and horror I think are
0: the two things that are really like going boom at the moment aren't they just some incredible stuff coming out.
1: Yeah and Mm. also I, I really love documentaries that sort of is a hybrid between fiction and and uh, and documentary and that the line, I mean, it doesn't really have to be like all documentary or um, yeah, I just love when the lines are blurred and that we discover different cinematic languages or yeah, different way of telling stories and, and yeah, I think it's fascinating times. Yes, it certainly is. Christine, thank you so much
0: for joining us on the Picture House podcast today. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm absolutely positive sick of myself will be huge in the house. <laughs> thank
1: you for having me.
0: Have a good day.